Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Well, let me read a couple of theme scriptures and then let's pray together. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 12 and 13, where it reads, The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to the many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and you are careful to observe them. So, Father, thank you for this wonderful time to be able to bring your word, to bring prayer, to bring inspiration, to bring encounters today to these wonderful followers, listeners, disciples, seekers, and I submit myself and I submit this audience to you, and we ask for revelation concerning breakthrough in our finances. Okay, well, this is an amazing subject, obviously, that strikes home with all of us, and this can get into both natural Ways of, of getting into position for a breakthrough in your finances, as well as things not to do, things to do, how to be proactive, or there is just, you know, crisis situations that happens in all of our lives, which I will talk about that in mine. And then there is how intervention comes in the midst of or after a crisis, and then we can learn the lessons so as to be prepared for the next storm, because storms will come in life. Now, but then there is the supernatural place where God intervenes and or the gift of faith kicks into gear, and that gift of faith then can be exercised in different places, not only in praying for the sick. Because guess what? Your finances can be sick. And so you can use that gift of faith to exercise for a God breakthrough that is beyond natural discipline that brings us into a supernatural realm. Okay, so all these ways are really important for us when we're discussing breakthrough for your finances. Well, I just want to read you a tiny part 
from my new book, Strike the Mark, Powerfully Targeted Prayers for Victory and Breakthrough. On the chapter, it's called The Faces of Prayer. And here I am exposing us to 12 different expressions of prayer. The general intercessor, the personal intercessor, people that use the list, a crisis intercessor, a spiritual warfare intercessor, worship intercessors, governmental intercessors. By the way, this is all in the new Strike the Mark book, and this is only one chapter I'm giving reference to. People group and missions intercessors, salvation and revival, Israel intercessors, the church and leadership, and prophetic intercessors. Hey, by the way, I have been being asked by numbers of people, well, what's the difference between the Strike the Mark book and the book that you reached last fall, Praying of God's Heart? Well, one is a specialty book. Praying of God's Heart, the subtitle is The Power and the Purpose of Prophetic Intercession. And so it's a specialty, and it is my specialty, is prophetic intercession. Then this book, Strike the Mark, it kind of picks up where my very first book lets, uh, dropped off or left off, The Lost Art of Intercession. And I bring us, remember, to the Job 36, 32 dream where he covers his hands with lightning. He sends it forth to strike the mark. Well, so now we're looking today at a way that our prayers and our life can be positioned for victory and breakthrough. We've read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 12 and 13, where it's telling us, in essence, here's my destiny for you, the fullest of my destiny, that you will be the head and not the tail, and you'll be able to even prosper with a purpose. Oh, my. Some of you need to repent right now. Just ask God to forgive us because you might have spoken out against the prosperity movement. Now, could it be that there's been excess? Yes, but that doesn't give us the license to overreact ourselves. And so we might have the need for our faith to grow that God wants us to prosper. But now did you hear the phrase I used? Prosper with a purpose. Because it's not just about self-gain, right? Breakthrough for your finances. So let's get some stuff straight before I really head into some of the technical. Does God want you, let's ask the hard question, a real one. Does God want you to prosper? Really? Yes. He wants you to be blessed to be a blessing. And in Third John it says, May you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. There, that is delineating at least three different areas where God wants us to prosper. May you prosper. May you prosper. That is every area of your life. May you prosper and be in health. He wants your health to prosper. Even as your soul. That's your emotions, folks. Did you know that God wants you to have prosperous emotions? He wants you to feel good. He don't want you feeling bad. I know both sides of this coin, okay? God wants to prosper my soul, my mind, my will. He doesn't want me having dementia. 
He doesn't want me to, excuse me, to fall into Alzheimer's. He doesn't want me to tune out certain people and only tune in those that I like what they have to say. Oops. Ha. Huh. Pratt's prospering because when you are secure, oh my goodness, am I ever all over the map and is it ever good? So listen to this word of knowledge or wisdom or prophecy, whatever it is that I'm flowing in right now. Listen, you can discern what to listen to, but the thing that we need to do is to be in a place of security in our identity that someone else's opinion doesn't threaten us. And then, because if we're reacting out of insecurity or galvanized position, guess what? They can read it. People can tell that. People can tell if you're defensive, overprotective, open. I didn't say that you have to partake agree, align with everything people say. No, but a sign of security is that you will give someone the courtesy in a culture of honor to speak something that might be divergent doesn't mean that you're agreeing, but in the culture of honor, that is an act of spiritual warfare. And then by building that bridge, they might actually have a light go on because they're used to fundamental evangelical spirit-filled Christians just getting prickly and, like, overreacting. Okay, I know we're supposed to be on, we are on, breakthrough for your finances. So one of the first things that clicks in me, some of us just need to flat out say, God, I have demeaned you and I have demeaned myself. And I have allowed myself and my sphere of influence and my family to be mediocre. It's okay to be good. It's not good to be great because, you know, that would be being prideful. No, we repent of that right now. And we make a deck. I make a declaration over you right now. God wants you to prosper. Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. The way I understand, give life, that's about eternity in heaven. Life more abundantly? Well, that's definitely eternity is abundant, but I think that's for the here and now. And I think Jesus is saying, I have come for the hereafter that it'll be secured in a place in heaven, but also I care so much. I care about you and your everyday life now. So I have a word for you that some just need to hear. God wants you to prosper with a purpose. I want you to grow and have a breakthrough in your finances to such a degree. But I just feel this so strong. One of the first things I got to do is penetrate an ungodly belief for some. I didn't say everyone. For some, I penetrate in the name of Jesus, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, for light to come on where there's been a dark shade, a, a, a place of darkness. We've had something in common with the powers of darkness, and we repent of that. We ask the blood of Jesus to cleanse us, and we turn on the light of God's word, and we declare, God wants me to prosper and to be in health, even as my soul prospers. So one of the keys is, is your soul prospering? Wow. And you go, but what's that have to do with your finances? Everything. If you don't believe that God wants you to have a breakthrough for your finances, guess what you're going to have? You will not have a breakthrough in your finances. But if you believe that God wants you to prosper, 
and that God has good things and God has a higher purpose for your life than even what you're already walking in, then you're going to go, okay, I'm ready to receive this because I am positioned. This is part of getting positioned for victory and breakthrough. Now, on page 49 of my Strike the Mark book, one of the categories of the faces of prayer of the 12 that I listed for us earlier, the third one is financial intercessors. Financial intercessors are sometimes called or known as marketplace intercessors because finances and the marketplace business are so intertwined. These believers have been given the gift of faith, especially for finances, for individuals, ministries, cities, and regions. They love to intercede for provision to be released for the work of the ministry and for the prospering of a city and or a nation. Money almost never falls from heaven, does it? Instead, people must work for it and share it. Oh, did you hear that? That's prospering with the purpose. They must work for it and share it. The prayers of a financial intercessors release the provision that is needed for families and groups and ministries to others. So you can see how these various kinds of prayer anointings overlap because some financial intercessors also pray as personal intercessors as one of the other prayer assignments. Okay, so some have a particular gift of faith. That, and that gift of faith is exercised in different areas, some for healing, the gift of faith exercised for breakthrough in family relationships, for the lost to be saved. Well, I'm going to challenge all of us to use our measure of faith that we each have, according to Romans chapter 12, and the gift of faith that some of us operate in, but we all can on occasion, and then use that gift of faith and target it. We're going to target, strike the mark, we're going to target it for financial breakthrough, jobs, better jobs, bonuses, higher royalties, increase, favor, increase of your influence, little acts of service multiplying unto a great reward. Are we now laboring for rewards on earth, or are we laboring for rewards in heaven? Yes, both. I am laboring before God for the eternal reward. How about you? That there is prospering with a purpose, and that purpose then brings in your life where your needs and your families are met, you do save, you work to earn as much as you can, you give as much as you can, and you save as much as you can. That's what John Wesley said. John Wesley, one of my mentors, he said, work as hard as you can and to bring in finances and to pray as hard as you can for increase, but to work, to give, and to save as much as possible. So these three little keys are keys to breakthrough for your finances. Now, I'm going to give you some of my storyline. I probably, I was raised up frugal, and I was raised up to be faithful and responsible, which I, by the grace of God, could say that that's true. 
But I wasn't really taught financial planning. When you're poor, you're poor, and you're just trying to make ends meet. But you still have to budget when you're poor, okay? But life took me on a place, in a place, for myself, my late wife, and our family, in a way that was not planned for. I went through three times of cancer over nine years. The medical debt for that alone was extensive. My last cancer medical procedure, not even the hospital bill, just the physician, was $110,000 for one treatment. And so you say, well, didn't you have insurance? Yes, but it pays 80%. Well, so that meant that there was $25,000 to pay just on the one treatment that wasn't including the hospital and everything else. So I'm just giving you some perspective. So because of the degree of medical crisis that happened in both of our lives at the same time, mine over a nine-year period and Michael Ann's in an overlapping four of those nine, if not actually into a fifth year, that brought a lot of complexity and difficulty because we also had four Three teenagers at that point, and one that was uh, in the early 20s. So now we're dealing with college. We're dealing with school tuitions. We're dealing with multiple things of a family that's in that period of time. Okay? So just, you know, navigating through. So what ended up happening is that through all of the crisis, a drop in financial support we lost i lost 70 percent of my donors when i went to cancer the third time because people just thought i had to be in sin or something you know so there was a loss of 70 percent of the income in the ministry well that hurt personally as well so here's what happened i ended up in three hundred thousand dollars of medical debt primarily medical debt and and then with my wife gone, being a single parent, and I'd never missed one bill in my lifetime, never, but I'm now $300,000 in medical debt. My life is saved. I'm putting my life back together. And what do I have to do? Because I did not have a financial breakthrough. I had a woe is me time, and it was hard. So there's my background. But the story doesn't end there. I can tell you that less than 10 years later, through diligence, through prayer, through prioritizing actually an increase of my giving, you say, wait, you gave more? Yes, I did. I gave more in the time of need. You say, but that's, oh, but it's the way of God. Plant a seed to meet your need. So I reprioritized. I cut down my utilities in a third compared, because I moved, compared to where they were. So I lessened my expenses. I did the natural things. I also worked to increase an additional income stream. So that means I was being diligent and I was learning. I cut down my expenses and I 
did a debt consolidation of everything all together. Okay, so I did all all those things, and I encourage you if you really want to get postured for a breakthrough in your finances, there are things in the natural that you're going to have to do that you will need to do. You cannot just be overextending all the time and then pray to God. He's going to bail you out. Let me tell you something. He will bail you out. That it's just like after a while, just like a good parent, he isn't going to just keep bailing you out the third time. No, then it's time to learn some lessons of implementation, and you're praying for the wisdom ways of God and applications, not only the bailout prayers. So do I believe that you can pray the mercy held Jesus Mercy prayer, and he will enter. I absolutely know it. And I also know that he just wants to bless you, that he will help you, that he will also inspire you with creativity. He will inspire you with uh, how to increase your skill set. He will inspire you to use your faith to stretch yourself so that you will believe that God wants to prosper you. And Maybe you'll start a cleaning job. Maybe you'll end up taking the skills you know, use them in another level in another way. That I tell you, it is a combination. I know you know it, but it's a combination of natural and spiritual. So where where has my story ended up? Well, my story's not over yet. That I hit massive crisis, $300,000 of medical debt, a loss of partnership and financial support, The resources began to plummet in sales and things of that nature. So there wasn't like some big sugar daddy out there to call on except God. And so I continued to seek the Lord. I I worked in all the areas of diligence that I knew to do. And then I can tell you today that things have taken a big turn. The $300,000 through debt consolidation and through then, you know, uh, lessening my bills, I was able to pay that off. I paid it off in chunks, but let me tell you, I didn't pay it off with one big, you know, I paid it off in chunks, but I paid it off in $50,000 chunks. I paid it off, okay? So we got that paid off, and, and then I started doing additional income streams, and I started getting wise counsel better, and I can tell you today, now, I wish my, my, my house was totally paid off, because I am 66 years old. My house is not completely paid off, but I have already paid in a three-year period my amount I own is half in a three-and-a-half-year period. And it's going to be – my goal is to have this now paid off, you know, uh, in the next two-and-a-half years. And it's going to be. And maybe it'll be paid off in six months. I don't know. Now, I have a testimony of going through hard times, and I have a testimony, though, because that's not the end of the story. I want to encourage you out there. I know what it's like to need a financial breakthrough. But I gave more. I was more diligent in the natural. I cut down expenses. I increased my saving, and I gave. And God has helped me. Yes, he has. And now I believe that there's a breakthrough for me, and out of that I have faith for a breakthrough for you. So I'm going to pray right now, and then we're going to go to some Q&A. And I want to bless you in the name of Jesus, and I just break 
every stronghold of poverty mindsets in Jesus' name. We bring those thoughts into obedience to Christ Jesus, and we say no to poverty mindsets and mind molders in Jesus' name. And we speak life. We speak breathe. I speak healing. I speak hindrances removed. And I speak prosperity is upon you. Dreams and visions and increase of calling in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's take a moment, <coughs> excuse me, let's take a moment to look at some Q&A. Nabia from Hawaii brought us a question. Nabia from uh, Hawaii has brought us a question, really great one. Break free from poverty over family. How to do that? Could there be a curse involved? Yes, thank you. In my series, Deliverance from Darkness, I go through this a lot. And yes, even as I prayed earlier, that curse and or mindset of poverty might have just got broken. If you heard and you have agreed with this, Nabiya, uh, there in Hawaii. And I just want to say that God will help you identify a generational both patterns, generational structures, generational strongholds, and generational curses. They are passed down three and four generations, according to the Bible. So, yes, you should stand in the gap, identify the generational patterns, repent as an ambassador of intercession and identificational repentance, confessing generational sins, and just say to the Lord, we were not faithful, we walked in deception, or or we were greedy, whatever it is, and we didn't believe properly. And just renounce that, repent of it, and then declare the opposite. Say, I am walking in alignment with the Word of God. God wants me to prosper and to be in health, even as my soul prospers. So I break the curse of poverty, and I release abundant blessing in Jesus' name. Well, Shane from Vancouver says, what are some keys regarding upgrade in wealth that you would recommend? Thank you so much. I hope I've actually, in my meandering sharing this time on Breakthrough for Your Finances, might have already addressed this in part, but what could be some big keys, you said, in regarding upgrade in wealth that you would recommend? Well, resources are really important. And so we, if you want to grow in healing, you're going to read books on healings and miracles and faith. If you want to grow in the area of sensitivity and tenderness, we are going to read the Sermon on the Mount. So you need resources for the area of need. So in this area, I want you to like read Deuteronomy chapter 28 and 29 in the Bible. That will help give you perspective from God's view of prospering with a purpose. So then other keys for upgrade, and of course, so there are great books today that some of my friends have written, Cheon and Chris Valentin for two in particular, that are the top books today in this subject. So some keys for regarding upgrade. One, resources for the area of need. And I've given you scripture and I've given you some references. Now also would be then... Um, just increasing, again, your skill sets to upgrade. If you want to upgrade, it could be that you 
need to get more education, take an online class, something of this nature. You need to increase your skills. You need to be declaring favor over your life. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with both God and man. So you need to grow in a God confidence and then believe that favor is upon you. I believe in the power of declarations. And so then you begin calling forth that which is not as though it already is. You might need to increase your uh, your biography or, you know, your your what you submit, you know, to a uh, employer. And you might need to actually work on, you know, uh, upgrading that. But upgrading, you're going to upgrade your faith and you're going to upgrade having a renewed mind. You're going to upgrade in a God confidence. You're going to upgrade in your skills. You're going to upgrade in prayer. You're going to upgrade in agreement with others that God wants you to prosper and to increase in wealth. And so I've been taught by C. Peter Wagner to develop five different streams of income. That was very difficult for me to actually hear because I knew I was being challenged in my actions. It wasn't hard to hear, but when I'm listening, I am actually trying to see if there's something I need to change in my lifestyle. So that's what I meant by that. And so, but that was challenging for me, but I have grown to go, you know what? That's wisdom. And then when I heard John Wesley say, earn as much as you can, save as much as you can, give as much as you can, I went like, okay, it's in the Bible. A church historian has said it, and a modern-day leader, an apostle, has also declared this. I think I need to expand, upgrade. So I'm going to tell you, here's the big key in saying, upgrade your mindset. If you'll upgrade that, your heart will follow, and expectations will, will grow, and God will prosper you. Number three, from Melissa from Missouri. Well, hey, blessings to you. That's where I lived and grew up. Love Missouri. When you have decreed and declare prosperity over your family, what is the next step? Well, the next step is don't quit. The next step is continue. Oh, really? Yes, absolutely. One of the next steps might be getting someone in your family to be in agreement with you. Could they be in agreement? There are times that with my own nuclear family that I'll send out and say, hey, why don't we all be praying for that there's like blessing and increase in all of our lives. And let's just like, you know, beginning of this new year, let's believe for favor. And sometimes I do that. Now, I do prayer scriptures online every week where I'm encouraging people how to pray the Bible. So, Melissa, keep on decreeing, keep on declaring, prospering over your family. Next step could be finding someone to be in agreement with you. One can put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. So you're going to have greater effectiveness over the powers of darkness when there is an agreement. So maybe it's, I'll let you choose. I think that's actually could be the next step. And that's why I shared that sometimes I'll do just, you know, little prayer alerts because it helps rally people, right? So the next step would get the power of agreement going. Then you go before the Lord and you ask for an, a revelation for the application 
on how God wants to prosper your family. So ask for dreams, for witty inventions. Ask for the Lord to prosper the work of your hands, because it is both natural and supernatural, and it is being supernaturally natural, okay? So then number four, from Jose in Argentina. How wonderful. From Hawaii, from Canada, from the U.S., and from Argentina today. Questions. Jose says, how can I have breakthrough in finances being a teenager? Oh, God bless you, Jose. Do I ever like that question? You know, I'm going to share a story to you about my number three child's second son, Tyler. You know, in growing up, and he worked for our ministry for years in many different capacities. Do you know what that guy did? As a teenager, folks, two checks a month. One check went into savings, and one check he lived on. That is the way he lived his life until he got married. One check went into savings. One check went into like a car payment or whatever it was, whatever it was, that was his, you know, rent or whatever was his, you know, place of responsibility, car insurance or something. <clears throat> How can I have breakthrough in my finances with being a teenager? I'm so glad to hear this. Well, be diligent, be faithful, walk in honor, give, give to your church, give to a ministry, give to the poor. I feel something specific to say right now about the poor and our finances. There is typically a principle that you will have increase in the field you sow. And so, yeah, that's a big subject, but that is not true concerning the poor. The poor is a test. Will we sow not expecting to have a return from the place in which we sowed it there. Giving to the poor tests a lot of our heart motivations. Why are we doing it? What are we expecting? And here's what Proverbs says. He who gives to the poor lends to God. Wait, you're going to lend to God, not give to God, lend to God. When you lend, there is an increase that happens because it's saying that you are now the financer. When you give to the poor, you lend to God. So whatever you gave to the poor, God says you are now the broker and I am now working with you as the agent. And I am going, there is going to be increase in the amount compared to what you gave. There will be increase because you will lend to God. And guess what? He pays back really well. So, Jose in Argentina, how can you have breakthrough in finances as a teenager? Through faithfulness, by having a really smart vision, by giving and investing in your own future. Continue in your education, buddy. Don't quit. Become outstanding in your field and believe that God wants to prosper you and have you be in health even as your soul prospers. Well, this is James Gall, and I just would love for you to consider my books, The Discerner, that I have 
alluded to today, and strike the mark. And so it is so wonderful to be with you. I hope you listen to the breakthrough for your family, breakthrough for your finances, and the next one in this series on Postured for Victory and Breakthrough is Breakthrough in Your Destiny. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible. 